I feel like there's like, there's drug clubs and there's alcohol clubs. Mm -hmm. Am I allowed to talk about drugs on here? Yeah, of course you can talk about drugs. (laughs) Welcome back to Drinks First, the podcast in which you can meet New York City's kind of eligible. I'm your host, Ariana Nathani, and stay tuned till the end of the episode if you're interested in matching with our guest. Welcome back to Drinks First. I am very excited to have this guest today because I feel like, well, not I feel, I know we tried this once before (laughs) and failed because we got on the line and we started talking and you were like, you know what? I, I'm not really single. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. So like, let's not do this, which is fine. And that was like, probably a year ago, I feel like. Yeah, it was like, probably exactly a year ago. Yeah, but I'm gonna let you introduce yourself. And we will like, start jumping into everything. Because this guest of mine, I've known for years, but I haven't, we haven't talked in a while. So I'm excited to catch up on your life with the rest of the audience. Um, but do you mind letting me know how old you are? Where are you from? Where do you live now? And where you went to college? Um, so I'm 25 years old as of a few days ago, quarter century babe. Um, I'm from New York city, born and raised. Uh, I currently live in Harlem and I went to college at Vanderbilt university. And what are you doing now? Um, Right now, I do product marketing at Google, Um, so I host all of the events at the Google store. It's fun. It's a little crazy sometimes, honestly, Um, and I've I've started going back to office full-time, so that's been, like, definitely a big shift, Um, but I really do love it. Google's amazing. Um, Yeah, I'm just, like, really lucky to work there. Do you think think it's, like, worth the hype? So the perks are definitely worth the hype. Like we get free food. Uh, we get like so much free booze. I went on, I went to like a workout class yesterday. Even like while we were working from home, um, I just had flexibility to like live in different like states and like travel a lot. Um, so honestly, <laughs> I hate to say it, but like, yeah, big tech might worth the hype. Do you feel like you work actually nine to five or do you feel like you're working more than that? So it kind of depends. My team is based on the West Coast. So I work like both West Coast hours and East Coast hours. When it's chill, I'm working from like noon to like three or four. But when it's not chill, I'm working from like 8 a.m. until like 10 or something. So it really just depends on like the launch season and like what's going on. But yeah. Well, I mean, we're not here to talk to you about like your job, but yeah, fuck that. <laughs> I do think it's it's interesting because a lot of people who listen are also in like, you know, the same age range as we are and like probably have career questions and things like that. And I'm sure, you know, like obviously working at Google, it's like, is there t- like, are you actually working a lot? Or are you not working a lot? Do you have time to date? Like there's so many <laughs> things. I mean, knowing you, you make a lot of time to do a lot of things. Yeah. So I, I mean, I'm excited to kind of get into what those things are. But uh, yeah. one question I ask everyone is, where do you like to eat? And where do you like to go out? So I, I think the best neighborhood for food is um, West Village or, or East Village. Um, 
I love I love all the Italian food in West Village. Um, one of my favorites is Bar Pity. Um, I like hit on the waiter there. He's like from Italy, and like when I left, like the one who's like really old, like the guy. No, who, like, no, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, he's like one of the sons of like the owner. I don't, okay. I don't even know. I left my number on a napkin. And then he never texted me. So I went back and I gave him my number like in person. I was like, hey, like you must have missed my number last time. But like, here you go. So he started texting me. We we're, were texting back and forth, really broken English. And then he sends me the saddest like selfie. He's like, what are you doing? I'm cleaning my room. And like, it's like this selfie of him in a mirror. And he like, he has the body of like a 12 year old boy. Like. <laughs> Like I do too, but like he really does. Um, and like, there's like one sad American flag in the background and like a mattress with no like headboard, no pillows. No. I, I just stopped responding after that. But anyway, food, bar pity's great. Um, and I actually love to go out in Bushwick, which is probably the reason why I either like go out out or don't go out at all mm -hmm. like there's no such thing for me as like grabbing like a casual drink like if I, if I decide to like hop on the train like I'm not getting off until like 8 a.m the next morning literally and you're like go hard or go home I exactly like all gas no breaks um it's probably not the healthiest but yeah I just I just love the music in Bushwick I love the like relaxed vibe I'm not really like one for like table service and like bottles and that whole scene so I'm happy we've graduated from our meatpacking days of high school like trying to get into Tao <laughs> oh my god literally uh where where do you like to go out in Bushwick um I love nowadays I love Brooklyn Mirage in the summer I love elsewhere where else um lot 45 House of Yes, I like snuck in there the other day through the back door and my friends and I just like like occupied one of the bathrooms for like 30 minutes. I don't know why no one didn't like check in on us, but like the like the mirror ball bathroom or the maybe the bathroom with like there's like a there's like a side bathroom. It's like a like a wheelchair accessible one. It's like Indian themed. Is yeah. it that one? Like by the stage? Yes, by the stage. Yeah. No one checked in on us. We were we were there for like 30 minutes. Like, yeah, a lot of people don't know about that bathroom. I don't know. Something about that bathroom, though, I'm like, it's a little odd. It's just like papered with like Indian paraphernalia. And I'm like, <laughs> I feel like this isn't like aligned with House of Yeses. <laughs> like, yeah. I just like remember walking into that bathroom once and I was like, huh. <laughs> I was like, it's okay. <laughs> no, for sure. Um, but yeah, those are a few places. Um, I just love like house music, electronic music, mm -hmm. and I love to dance. I feel like there's like there's drug clubs and there's alcohol clubs, mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm I'm like not really good at drinking, so yeah. I definitely like the more like ravey like underground scene spots mm -hmm. for sure. Okay, well, am I allowed to talk about drugs on here? Yeah, of okay. course you can talk about drugs. Yeah. <laughs> you are more of a drug person than you are an alcohol person. I guess. I feel like that's always been the case. Like, totally, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Do you remember when we staged an intervention for our friend in high school in like ninth grade because she started smoking cigarettes? Oh my God. 
And then like the next year we were all smoking cigarettes. Okay. Well, I was never smoking cigarettes. Okay, I will, I will put, I will put yeah. that out there. no 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 I like there was definitely in high school I had a moment where I was like obsessed with those hookah pens yes yeah like that was like you know like I don't like I don't even remember what they they were like pre-jewels like yeah yeah (laughs) they were marketed as like disposable hookah pens they were absolutely disgusting I remember uh, that was like the only thing I would smoke in high school I mean beyond like weed here and there but like Mm -hmm. I was never much of a smoker because I have asthma yeah (laughs) (laughs) I mean not to say that I haven't like had my fair share of alcohol like that was all that was always my vice that is still my vice in in high school and now yeah in high school (laughs) now. do you remember when you would like get like I remember this one time (laughs) we were on 86th street and we got like what was it like four locos it or must something? Have been. <laughs> and we just like sat on a stoop and got fucked up like from a brown paper bag. And I think we like walked in Central Park. We met up with collegiate boys. Like we were we were getting into something that night. But I remember being so fucking sick. Like yeah, I mean they like discontinued those four locos. Like you can't like reason. buy that same formula anymore. And the way that we would just be able to walk into a bodega and buy it, like was yeah. like I had my first fake ID when I was fourteen in ninth grade. Was when I had my yeah. first fake ID. Like that is absurd. <laughs> <laughs> we we were always getting into shit always I remember the kids that would like run the fake ID orders too and they'd be like all right like you got to give me all your information like and when <laughs> the you pictures think, like, that we would take like, I, <laughs> they so they were buying fake IDs with crypto like with oh, Bitcoin. Shit. yeah like my brother bought his fake ID with bitcoin like cool. way back in high school, which was like what twenty for him, like twenty eleven, something like that. Amazing. Like, can you imagine if we Amazing. had held on to like Bitcoin and Ethereum? Like, that's instead of spending it on like a fakes. stupid piece of plastic. Like, wow. <laughs> we really had no like no foresight and I mean whoever was on the receiving end of that is probably just rolling in it yeah definitely (laughs) (laughs) my mom actually um she used to confiscate everything actually she still does but she has my fake IDs I would love to see them I would love to like put them up like in my in my home (laughs) funny story is like when I was 14 my mom found out that I had a fake ID and she made me give her my fake ID and she didn't know that I had two copies. So yeah. I like, obviously I used that one copy until like I needed a new one. And then I got like a few more fake IDs throughout um, high school and college. <laughs> and then I remember it was like summer, the summer before I was turning 21 and I was going to London to study abroad. So once I left for London, it didn't matter because I turned mm-hmm. 21 while I was there. And so it was just the summer that I like needed my fake ID for. And we go to Marquee and my, <laughs> my ID gets taken away oh, no. and I'm pissed. Cause I'm like, my summer's ruined. I'm so mad. I go home. I'm like fuming. My mom is like, why are you so angry? And at that point we were, I was like in college, I was 20 and I was like, my fake ID got taken. That was my last one. 
here we are six years later from when my mom confiscated my first ID. And she was like, hold on, comes back with the ID she had confiscated from me when I was 14. And she was like, here, you can use this for the rest of the summer. What a homie. And I was like 28 on that ID. (laughs) I love it. Did it work? I honestly, it was such a shit ID. It didn't scan or anything. So I don't <laughs> like, but the but the sentiment was there. Yeah, that your mom gave it back to you. That's amazing. That's gross on her part too. I yeah. know. I mean, I feel like you and I both grew up with kind of strict immigrant yeah. parents. So we were always like getting into so much trouble, but on the low. <laughs> Just like menaces. There was like one time where my where I told my mom that I was like, at your house or I was at someone's house doing homework and we were at um the twins house for a party and she's like hey I know where you are and she pulls up to the party and she's like I'm downstairs come downstairs right now um so I'm sweating there's all these collegiate boys um like my mom picks me up in front of everyone I'm hammered but yeah I wait mean, was that the party that we had to take someone to a hospital yes yes oh yes. my god I got into so much <laughs> trouble because the person we took to the hospital like like I guess I got I, even though I was staying with this person until they were like okay like I was blamed for mm. their like lack of being a, like they chugged half know. like a handle of vodka yeah. In, from, in front of all of us and then had to go to the fucking hospital because we were like <laughs> 16 and then like their parents told my parents and I got in so much trouble so funny is it who I'm thinking of? yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh my god fuck that person honestly like yeah. red flags from the beginning but dead to me <laughs> d- dead to me I mean I, I think it's so funny because we, like, right before we started recording this, we were talking about high school and how, like, <laughs> how, like, boys from high school have just resurfaced into our lives again to some degree. And I think it's just hilarious. Like, it's like whack-a-mole. Yeah, like, it's, like, crazy how that up. works out. Yeah. And I feel like when we were in high school, because we, like, I mean, if you want to give this information away, like, you're also brown, like, we were in like a majority white like bubble bubble like of privilege and I think the idea of like being attracted to somebody who like wasn't the standard of beauty and like popularity when we were younger was was so taboo and now all of these like guys can admit it (laughs) totally and like it was the same for me at least when I went to Vanderbilt um I still felt very like I don't know, like race was still definitely a very like sensitive topic and like something hard for me to navigate um, because everyone at Vandy was white and especially everyone in Greek life that I would interact with. So I was just like, again, in a predominantly white institution, people would say that like I'm basically white or that I sound white or that I'm super whitewashed, again, stripping away like my identity for me. So yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm glad to be like 25 and in New York and like in spaces where like that's not really tolerated anymore um yeah well I think we've come a long way from where we were at 10 years ago but 
that being said, let's talk a little bit about your love life and your dating life because there is so much to talk about there. (laughs) I'm like, where do you want to start? Do we want to start a year ago when you got on this podcast and said you couldn't do it? Like... Yeah, we should start there. Um, So a year ago, I've been like so thirsty to come on drinks first for like, like ever since, ever since it was like started. Um, And so finally we like set up a time. And at this time I was living in San Francisco. I had just started seeing this guy. Let's call him. uh, Can I, can I, can I name him? You can name him something that's not his name. Yeah. Okay. Let's call him rat. So I was seeing rat and (laughs) Actually, no, let's call him Matt because it's like, anyway, let's call him Matt. Um, So I was starting to see this guy, Matt, and I instantly, honestly fucking fell in love with him like right away. I don't know if it was like COVID and like me needing to catch a dick or I don't like, I don't know what it was, but I visited him in Puerto Rico for a week. We absolutely fell in love. It was like bachelor in paradise type. Like, of course, people fall in love in like the most beautiful like paradise settings, we moved back to San Francisco together. We're living together there. And yeah, I hop on the podcast with Ariana and I'm like, hey, like, I think I'm going to marry this guy. And she's like, bitch, what? I'm like, no, like, it's serious. Like, I think I could end up with this guy, like, for real. And I truly did believe that a year ago, um, which is fucking r- ridiculous to, like, admit um and kind of sad looking back on it now but I mean needless to say it ended really badly um he so he was like he was working at this tech startup um they all moved to Puerto Rico to do some like you know tax um tax avoidance uh white collar crime um and so I moved out there with him and I convinced all of my other roommates and um friends in SF who were working remotely to move to Puerto Rico too so we had this whole squad of like eight people living in PR it was amazing we were like drinking every day like surfing we all learned how to scuba dive it was awesome but from the very first day all of my friends fucking hated him and they were like he's bad news like he just seems really controlling um I I, I don't know they they just really disliked him so I guess the lesson here is like if you're dating someone that your friends really hate, like it's it's not gonna end well, you know? Like the Spice Girls were right. Like, I don't know. Um, How did it end? So it ended, I, I had been like wanting to break up with him for a while. Um, the relationship became extremely toxic. He would constantly like nag me and gaslight me, make me feel like I was stupid and like, you know, like, he, he would always say things like, what do you do outside of like your work at Google? Like, I don't see you do anything except Google and spend your time on TikTok and Instagram. Like, why don't you pick up a hobby? Why don't you read a book? Like, not a, not a fiction book. Like, why don't you read an actual book? Like, I don't know. He was just terrible. Mm. He was also super conservative and constantly like questioned my political ideology. And like, I'm okay if we don't agree on politics, but I'm not okay with you like telling me that my ideas are wrong Mm -hmm. because I'm like narrow-minded or because my worldview is limited. Like 
So anyway. Which, it, like, it's not. Like, you speak another language. You have family in other countries. You've traveled a lot. Like, yeah. how would your world you be living <laughs> I was on it like this relationship just fucked me up so much I started learning Chinese for this guy like it's hardcore like I was on Duolingo for like eight hours a day like like oh I, my I, god and anyway it ended um I was at lunch this was in Puerto Rico I was at lunch with a co-worker and he was texting me texting me and I was kind of ignoring him because we were like in a fight and he was texting me. He was like, who the fuck are you with? Like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm at lunch, TTYL. But TTYL autocorrected to Tyler. So he was like, who the fuck is Tyler? Like, who the fuck is Tyler? What the fuck is wrong with you? And then I see all his messages. And I'm just like, ha ha, you're insane. And I put my phone down. I'm at lunch with my coworker. We're talking, you know, the food comes. I check my phone again. And I see this video that he sends me of him throwing my stuff out of the window <gasps> of his apartment. What? Um, yeah, he lived on like the 13th floor of this apartment complex in San Juan. And he was just chucking my shit out of the window. So I say to my coworker, I'm like, hey, I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> and I go. And it was probably like the worst fight I've ever had. Um, I was like screaming at the top of my lungs. I like attempt to like throw out his wash bag out of the window, but then he takes my laptop and like is about to chuck it. And I'm like, okay, like, but yeah, I left later that day, went straight to Miami, <laughs> fucked like five guys in a course of three days. Oh my God. Um, and then I went back to New York. He, for some fucked up reason, still thought we were together. So he came to my door in New York unannounced. At that point, I'm happy to see him because I'm still like in this like super toxic, like I need you, but like I hate you, but I love you. Like it, it was just so fucked up. So I was happy to see him. Um, later that night, we go out to dinner and I order an Uber back home and he sees like that I have Tinder and Hinge on my phone. And so he snatches my phone, like I'm trying to get it out of his hands. He goes through all my messages, all of my DMs, all of my texts finds out that I had sex with my ex, finds out that I like had this whole like Miami detox and um, tries to like, what's the word for this? It's like, he tries to consent extort me um, to have anal sex with him. He's like, I'll forgive what? you if you let me put it in your ass. And I'm like, what? I really don't want to do that. And he's like, no, it'll be okay. Go get some alcohol, go get some lube, go get some anal beads <laughs> what take a xanax and it'll be fine and i what i know and this was all in the span of like 24 hours i talked to my therapist thank god for therapy and my therapist is like if you do this you're gonna need more therapy like you need to leave you need to get out of that situation call your mom call your friend call whoever it is just don't do this so yeah i mean i got out of the situation thanks to my therapist, <laughs> but it was fucked up. I mean, he still like texts me every now and then like weird shit. Like he texted me yesterday, like the lady in the tramp, like, you know, the Tony Bennett, Lady Gaga thing. Yeah. We used to sing that together. He sent me a Valentine's gift for like, it was like a voucher for a massage at the Plaza Hotel 
that doesn't even cover the whole cost of a massage. Like, I don't know. He's just, he really fucked me up and like destroyed my faith in like this concept of love. I feel like mm-hmm. ever since then I've been in my like flea bag era. Um, I haven't really allowed myself to like feel anything. Um, and if I had felt anything for someone, I would like immediately get scared and self-sabotage. But I think like a year now, um, we, yeah, we broke up like last May. Um, so it's almost been a year now and I think I'm ready to like, I don't know, open up my heart again and like have an actual meaningful relationship with, with someone. Yeah. yeah I mean, it, well, it sounds like how, how long was that relationship? Cause it was kind of short, right? It was so short. It was like six months. Yeah. Like it sounds like you were in very much like an emotionally abusive relationship. Yeah. In which like, even the way that he dealt with whatever the breakup was, was absolutely like, it was extortion. It was yeah. like to even put that out on the table is so absurd. Like if people could see my face when you were telling that story, I was yeah. like, it's disbelief that people could even have the gall to act that way. Mm. Clearly he, he needs lots of therapy, <laughs> but regardless, like I'm happy that you're in a space where you're ready to kind of like, open up a little bit more I mean you I feel like you've always been kind of like in and out of like relationship situationships like since (laughs) we were kids (laughs) (laughs) very true like which is interesting because I think we've talked about um you know monogamy as a construct and like something that you maybe don't necessarily like believe in yeah. Um, but for somebody who has been in so many like relationships, it's like where kind of where does that stem from or where do you stand on it now? Totally. I feel like I I honestly go back and forth a lot on, you know, monogamy, polyamory, what I identify as. Um, I feel like polyamory is like pretty stigmatized and like, you know, if I tell someone I'm poly, they're like, Oh, you're just a hoe then. Um But I mean, like, I have dated a couple. Um, I have had, like, relationships with, like, multiple people at the same time. And I do think that, like, you know, people people are different. Like, the way that I like to describe, like, my polyamory, at least, is, like, I love, like, pizza and ice cream. But the fact that I love pizza doesn't mean that I don't love ice cream. And, like, I can have them both, you know? Um... I also do, however, feel that when I am, when I do meet like the right person, whatever that means, I do tend to like skew more monogamous then because mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, like this person, like, cause it, you know, it's just so ingrained that we're supposed to have one life partner um, and you're supposed to do life as a couple. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I'm definitely still figuring it out. Um but it's hard, yeah. Yeah, so would you say that you identify as somebody who's polyamorous or it's still just like some something you're kind of toying with? I don't know. I try to shy away from labels because I can find a hundred reasons why like I wouldn't be polyamorous. You know, mm-hmm. the first one being like I've been in mostly monogamous relationships throughout my life. I think it's definitely something I'm interested in and interested in exploring like even the same with like queerness and bisexuality like 
I identify as bi, but I feel kind of like guilty taking a place in like the queer or like LGBTQ community just because I am like straight passing and I've dated a lot of men and like, you know, on any given night, like I, I won't be assaulted for like looking outwardly gay. Um, and I don't know. Labels are tricky. Well, sure. here's the thing. Like, I'm not one to talk about like the LGBTQ plus community. Like, yeah. But from what I know and understand as just a person, like, mm. you absolutely can take up space wherever you need to if you are actually a part of this community, which you are, mm-hmm. because there's no one size fits all for bisexuality, for queerness, for. Yeah being gay or lesbian like there's no one right way to do it yeah so just because you might not look a certain way you might not act a certain way doesn't mean like your sexuality is any less valid than somebody else totally at what point did you kind of realize I mean we went to all girls school so I feel like we were (laughs) like and we didn't go to the same one but we did we did go to all girls school so I feel like sexuality was I mean there were people who were definitely queer and like Mm -hmm. even when we were in high school they were out like yeah do you feel like you came out did you know like in high school did you know later like so my like sexual awakening um I feel like it happened um in middle school so I'm an only child and I had an iPod touch and I feel like we grew up during the explosion of the internet where YouTube was very unregulated. So there was some like wild shit on YouTube when we were kids. And I remember like, I remember looking up like boobs on YouTube and I would like watch like porn on YouTube. And like, I would be like turned on. I'd be like, oh my God, like, what is this feeling? Like, do I want to be her or do I want to be with her mm-hmm. is like this very weird like question that I held um I remember there was this game IMVU where you would like make an avatar and like go into chat rooms and you could like play games collect coins and buy different outfits for your avatar and there was this one outfit and it was like a bikini of just like massive tits like like double j size tits and i saved up all my coins i bought this bikini for my avatar and i instantly had like a monster rack and i would go into these chat rooms and i instantly had an online boyfriend you know so i thought that like having tits was like you know they answered all my problems um i still don't have tits um but having tits is not the answer to all your problems <laughs> i can tell you that right now <laughs> like like So from a very early age, I was curious about both sexes. Mm -hmm. Um, In high school, I definitely was like focused on guys. I feel like, you know, that was like the socially acceptable thing to do. And everyone was boy crazy, especially Mm -hmm. at these all girls schools. Um, Mm -hmm. The majority of all of our fights were like about boys in one way or another, which is so stupid. It's really stupid. But in college, I would like get drunk. And I would like make out with a girl Um, or I would like get drunk and I would like make out with my friends and people started catching on to it. And I went to Vandy like in like the mid like 2010s when um, it was still pretty conservative and like 
being out was pretty taboo. For instance, like, I don't know a single lesbian in Greek life at Vandy, mm. which is, which is fucking impossible given like yeah. just the sheer numbers. I have this friend, um, let's call her Kate. Um, I was really in love with Kate and I didn't understand the type of love that I felt for her. It was different than like any other friend love. It was different than like the love that I had for like my boyfriend at the time. So we would like kiss and stuff and make out. And then at the end of senior year, I confessed my love to her. And I was like, Kate, like I've loved you for years. Like I think I'm bisexual. And I think that like you're making me realize that. And then she looks at me and she's like, I'm into you. Like I've always been into you, but you know, I have a boyfriend. And I was like, yeah, so like, what, like, don't tell me this. Like, I don't need to know this if you're like, if, like, if you have a boyfriend and she was like, don't worry, we'll figure it out. So we graduate college. She moves to Colorado with her boyfriend. And then, um, I visit her in Colorado in like November after, after graduation. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) we fuck (laughs) and I fuck her and her boyfriend. And yeah. And then I started like sort of dating them. I was like the third in their relationship yeah, I mean, she really made me realize that um, I am interested in women. Um, I tried dating women relentlessly when I lived in San Francisco. It's kind of hard. What was hard about it? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like with, with like guys, like I'm so smooth, you know, like I know how men work at this point, you know, like I, I don't know, like I, I figured out ways to like play men, if you will, but women kind of just make me nervous. Like, I don't know what to say. Like, I'm super awkward. Mm. I'm like, I I think you're really pretty. Like, I don't really know how to ever make the first move or like distinguish like if she's interested in a romantic way or a friendship way. So yeah, I mean, all these things I'm still trying to figure out. Um, But every time I like go on Hinge or like go to a bar, I just end up tripping and falling on a dick. So... (laughs) Well, my question to you is like, I mean, you said it yourself, you've figured out men, you know how to play them. Like, what do you, (laughs) what do you mean by that? And how do I do that? (laughs) Um, I don't know. So I feel like a part of it for me is, um, (laughs) like kind of go for guys who I know I'm hotter than. Just so off the bat, like there's a power imbalance. Like I hold the power, you know, (laughs) that like off the bat, like sets the stage for like a very successful takeover of this man's heart, of his wallet, of whatever you will. Um, Oh my God, we can't stop. We can't start talking about sugar, sugar dating. Yes, we can. Have you dabbled? Have you dabbled in, in sugar babying? So yeah, I mean, after um, Matt and I broke up, I was like, you know what? I'm not dating for love anymore. Fuck love, fuck men. Like I'm dating for money. So I go and change all of my age settings on like Hinge and Bumble to like 40 and up. And I meet some pretty weird guys. Um, I met this one guy at a club in Brooklyn who told me he was 30 Um, I go on a date with him a week later and he starts explaining his work as a dentist and he owns two dental practices, one in New York or one in Chelsea and one in Williamsburg. And I'm like, holy shit, like, how did you do dental school 
and <laughs> like and residency and and own two practices by age 30 are you a vampire and he was like oh uh you know add on like a decade or so <laughs> so i realized that he's 45 and i mean like, he must was, have looked great to pass he, for 30. he was attractive he was attractive and you know when i realized this i was like okay sugar daddy yes no like it just didn't happen I think he actually wanted a relationship and that's just like not I I wasn't like I I sound like a villain right now I just wasn't in the place for that um at the moment at that time and also he was fucking creepy I mean a 45 year old dude meeting a 20 something year old girl at a club in Brooklyn and expecting a relationship is a real stretch he like yeah he was also just kind of a psychopath. Like one time, like I was out of town and we were sexting and he, I'm like, oh, I wish I could see you right now. And he's like, well, you can. Sends me this video and it's security cam footage of me and him fucking in his living room. No. And I'm like, how did you get this? And he's like, you know, I have a doggy cam for my dog. And I'm like, no, I don't like what the fuck like dude like delete this like why do you have this and he was like oh like I'll delete it but like don't you think it's hot I'm like Mm. anyway that ended also badly right (laughs) yeah so toxic relationships um maybe I'm the problem (laughs) is it me am I the drama I'm not the drama I'm not the drama (laughs) (laughs) like I know that it's a red flag when someone talks about all their exes being crazy, but maybe I just don't know how to pick them. Like, <laughs> like you know, like, <laughs> I don't know. Look, I do, I do kind of think we're in our 20s and it's like, we're like young and hot and like can get away doing crazy shit. Like, you have gotten away with some crazy shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm trying, I'm like trying to think like, I mean, I saw you when we were in Southeast Asia. Yes. Like, you had some situation going on there as well. Oh, my God. With that guy. <laughs> yeah. So I was traveling with this guy and he, like, we, like, split up. I did my own thing for, like, a few weeks. He did his own thing. And then he comes back to me and with no phone, no wallet, and he expects me to pay for everything. And I hadn't budgeted another person into my trip. So it was just really stressful having to pay for both of us. And then um, I was going to like an island in Cambodia with my girlfriend. And he was going to meet this girl that he met on Tinder, like in Thailand. And he asked me to withdraw like $2,000 for him to spend on this other woman. And I was like, absolutely not. Like, I don't have, first of all, I don't have this money in my bank account. Second of all, I can't withdraw this all at once. And third of all, like, fuck you, man. Like, <laughs> um, So that ended badly. He accused me of giving him chlamydia. I've never had chlamydia or any SCD. Oh, my God. Knock on some wood. <laughs> but um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, I feel like there's just always something going on. I don't know. I like to think of my dating life as, like, a reality show where I'm the main character. <laughs> I'm so much of a fucking narcissist. Holy shit. <laughs> I hope that your guests don't find me insufferable. I'm a lot of fun. I'm a lot of fun. You are. I mean, you are a lot of fun. You do. And you do have a lot of fun. And I think that's how you've kind of approached dating and relationships is like, 
fuck it. Like, I'm just going to have this experience to have this experience. You're not like yeah. overthinking the, if, is this a good idea? Is this a bad idea? <laughs> yeah. Like to your merit, great. Like you've had so many great, like just insane experiences at the ripe age of 25. Um, you know, that most people's moral compass would probably be like, you know what, maybe don't do this. I love it. I love it. <laughs> but, like, you've lived life. So there's like, what are you really going to look back and be like, man, like I, my, my twenties weren't fun. Like, no, you're never going to say that. Yeah. I mean, I wonder when this like free spirited, like, fuck it. Like I'll date you just for the experience mindset is going to expire, you know? Cause like, I feel like some pressure from my family to settle down and find a nice Muslim man. I feel, I don't know. But I mean, even though I like recently turned 25, I still feel young. Yeah, I I also, I do too. I feel like we also lost two years of our life to the pandemic. (laughs) So it's very tangibly like the two years that we would have used to kind of form relationships were taken away from us yeah or like to have our fun so sure like every you can kind of be like all right we're in our mid-20s like now we're you know we're only getting older but I don't think that matters like and who knows if this like fuck it mentality will expire it might not ever expire (laughs) I mean I hope not it keeps it keeps things interesting and I also feel like when you date with like an expectation of marriage or like a long-term relationship like you you end up like inevitably getting disappointed um having that pressure added to a relationship which is already work at least in my experience like kind of makes it crumble and I think that that's why like me and Matt didn't work out at the end of the day and it's because like I thought I was gonna marry the man you know Mm -hmm. and I thought he was gonna be my husband so I had like high expectations for my husband to not be emotionally abusive. Right. <laughs> Even though that probably should be bare minimum. <laughs> but hers um, on the floor. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've seen you having fun though in these past like yeah. few years. Like, have you had any other really great or fun experiences? I feel like you've traveled with people. You have like, even in relationships, you've lived with people. You've like- yeah. After graduating, I traveled all over Southeast Asia, um, met up with Ariana in Cambodia, which was super fun. That was just an incredible summer. Um, I remember seeing you again in New York after that trip, and I was having like a fucking like quarter life crisis. I was like, holy shit, I can't start work. Like my youth is being stripped from me. <laughs> I, I resort to fucking my ex from high school. Oh, do you remember? Oh my God, <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> so he's like a he's like a famous producer now. What? <laughs> Not famous, but like okay, yeah, <laughs> like like E list, maybe F list. Sure. <laughs> he was he was on an Adidas ad. Anyway, yeah, and then I moved to San Francisco. I think moving across the country was really hard for me um Mm. most of my friends and family were all in New York and I was really struggling to make friends um my like work life was kind of depressing I was spending like two hours on the Google shuttle each way I was just having a hard time um and all of the people I tried to date in San Francisco were like either tech bros or like 
they were straight up lesbians and didn't want to date me because I was bi and didn't want to be like a stop on my like you know Mm. journey of sexual discovery Mm. um yeah but then COVID hit I was home for a few months with my mom um which was kind of miserable and then I moved out to San Francisco to move my stuff back home and then once I got there I realized like I need to stay here like I just need to be in California alone for a bit um and then I made a bunch of friends and um one of my friends actually is a DJ and he was inspired by um have you ever seen the circle DJ sets yeah yeah like the ones outdoors Mm -hmm. so he was inspired by those so he started throwing these outdoor DJ sets all over California, we would go to the desert or like Lake Tahoe, the mountains, the beach. And I met so many people from that. And I think that I was just really open to meeting people, you know, because it was like COVID, a time where like, you know, like interactions were not advisable. Mm -hmm. And I was just yearning for any type of social interaction. So yeah, I mean, like I fell in love like with like my friends. I feel like that's something people don't talk about a lot, like platonic love Mm. and like how strong that is and how like I don't know super pure form of love like friendship is but yeah I mean I've it's been a good run um I feel like ever since moving back to New York I moved in June of 2021 I've been kind of like on a bender actually no I stopped in December because I got the flu and then it was sad girl winter but from like June until December like I don't think I ate or slept for like four months because I was like like between work and like going to these fucking grimy Brooklyn warehouse parties like I was just not sleeping well yeah summer of 2021 was absolutely nuts it was nuts do you remember all of like the gremlins that were like bathing in Washington Square Park (laughs) during like pride disgusting like we were out like (laughs) I was out like four days a week, like, because we were, everything was open and everybody was still work from home. So like you could go out like every day of the week and wake up and like start working. Yeah, definitely. Um, I feel like I've slowed down. Other people would tell you that it's probably just the seasons. (laughs) Um, So we'll see, but I don't know. I mean, spring is around the corner. Like I'm feeling optimistic about the summer. I'm feeling a little bit more like empowered um, just in like who I am and like, I don't know, I'm less vulnerable than I was this time last year after my breakup. Mm. Um, But yeah, I mean, I feel like my heart is like more open now to like meeting people and like forming actual relationships. Um, I just like haven't like met anyone yet that's like made my heart sing. Do you kind of have an idea of like what that person might be like? Yeah, like a type. Yeah. I don't know. I don't I don't know if I believe in types. Um I definitely want like someone who's like really smart and like has a really good job. Um I feel like that's super elitist of me to say, but it's something you have, so Yeah. It's not like unfair to expect it from somebody else. Yeah. I don't know. I like someone who's funny. I'd like someone who I also like want to fuck, you know, like I've met a bunch of guys lately that like I've had a great time with like, yeah, like we're getting along really well, great conversation, like, but I just I kind of like, like when it comes down to like 
do the business. Like I like get up and I'm like, oh, like got to get a drink of water. And then like, I like nervously like go and like do something else. And then he's like, are you okay? Like, are we going to do this? And I'm like, oh yeah, sure. I don't know what's wrong with me. And then I start dissociating during sex and I'm like thinking of like work or something. I don't know. I just want someone that's like hot that I want to fuck has a high paying job is funny, likes to eat and will take me out to dinner. I don't know. Not too much to ask. I think honestly, I think most people would <laughs> like that as well. <laughs> Sounds like an ideal kind of person. And yeah, I mean, like physically, I don't. I feel like you don't have a type at all. Yeah. Like, if you look at like who you've been with, like physically, I'm just like they're all different. Yeah. They're literally all different. Like I think you're the kind of person who's way more attracted to like personality and charisma Definitely. than to like somebody's actual like physical being like so when you say hot like I feel like hot is an objective yeah completely totally um it's very objective I feel like I'm like more like you said like attracted to people's personalities and like the vibe um and like banter for sure I did meet this really hot like an objectively hot guy in Miami who I've been like kind of seeing. Was it Diplo? It wasn't Diplo, whatever. Um, anyway, I'm obsessed <laughs> with this guy. He's so fucking hot. I- I'm gonna show you a picture of him. Mm-hmm. Audience, you're not gonna be able to see this picture, but he's hot. Um, I wanna see <laughs> He's like so sexy, but he's kind of a Republican. Oh, he's hot. <laughs> and he's like, he's like six five, but he's massive. And his dick is as big as my head. Anyway. Um, I want someone like that who like, I'm like, oh, like, yeah, doesn't have to look like him. But the way he makes you feel, which is like excited and like, everybody wants somebody that they can be like, okay, wait, look at how hot this person is. Like, I want to show off this person to you. Yeah. No one wants like a, trust me guys, he's cuter in person. (laughs) Which is the... It's okay to have that because that's the case for most people. Boys don't take good photos. But (laughs) it is like you do kind of want somebody who makes you like makes you feel that fire, you know? For sure. (laughs) I mean, you have had some adventures in Miami, which were definitely, I'm sure, fun. It's a godless place. We need to go. <laughs> I think I would be scared. You and I in Miami. I think that's why we would never die. Happen. We would die. I could not live in Miami. Like in my twenties, I would definitely like. You would see me <laughs> overdosing in space. <laughs> it's it is it brews chaos. Yeah, and I, I mean, but that's also the fire with Miami is like you might be the hottest people, but they will either be dumb as rocks or like yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Like, you can't have it all. Like, Miami cannot have it all. But that being said, Miami is for the fucking girls. Like, don't go to Miami and bring your boyfriend or bring, like, a bunch of guys with you. Like, it's just not gonna... It's not gonna be fun for anyone involved, you know? Um, Yeah, no. If you're a girl, go to Miami. Like, you won't pay for anything. Yeah. Yeah, amen. It's a a different... It's a different place. Totally. I've started talking about my, like, dating life with my coworkers. Just because, like, you know, like, people at work are fucking stiff. And... Even though I probably shouldn't bring my full self to work, um, (laughs) 
I would get fired. You would get fired. <laughs> the thing is, like, I'm not even, like, overtly sexual. Like, I'm not I, – I would never hit on anyone at work. I'm just vulgar. Like, that's my problem. <laughs> I, I'm sure your coworkers love the stories, though. Like, I was – I went into the office yesterday for the first time in fucking forever, and we had a happy hour, which happens, like, once a year. Like, my company is very much, like, healthy, happy, like, we don't pay for alcohol. And we had, like, an open bar happy hour. And my coworkers are all, like, 10 years older than me, like, for the most part. Yeah. Like, I'm decently the youngest. Um, most of them are married. Some of them have kids. And I find myself, like, standing in a circle with all of them. They're all getting wine drunk. And... <laughs> My boss, who I'm, like, pretty close with, she's like, so, like, how, how, like, what has changed in your life now that you've moved to your own place? Yeah. And I knew exactly what she was asking. I was like, are you asking if I'm dating? And she was like, yes. (laughs) She was like, yes, obviously, I'm asking you that Amazing. What did you say? I mean, I told her a little bit about, like, where I'm at right now and that I've, like, it was always for me the case that, like, all of last year, I was so nomadic that mm-hmm. I could never really focus on like dating in a way that was sustainable. Like I met a ton of people. I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of experiences just being on my own and being in different places. Mm-hmm. And also really like got me out there like in a way that I, out of my comfort zone, like in New York, I'm so comfortable, like everywhere yeah. else. I didn't know anyone. I, I had to like really push myself to like be a, my own person. Um, outside of like what who I was in New York which was great I mean I would have not I wouldn't have traded that for anything but I knew that when I came back and I moved out and Mm -hmm. I started my like stable life in New York that I would start taking dating seriously yeah so I did like once I started once I like moved out um yeah and I like I was just telling her a little bit about it and like all my other coworkers, <laughs> I was like I don't know how much I should be divulging here yeah I was like this is a really like tricky line because they're asking me and they know about my podcast pretty much everyone at work <laughs> I dude I literally like walk into work yesterday mm-hmm. and it's so many new faces because so many people have been hired and this girl comes up to me and she's like you have a podcast right Amazing. And I'm like, not me getting recognized at my place of work. <laughs> I was like, this is, this has gone too far. Amazing. <laughs> Which is like, it's hard for me to like, not, they know I talk about it. They know I have this entire brand. Most of them are very supportive of like mm-hmm. me, you know, doing this. Cause I also do well at work. So they don't care. Yeah. Um, it's just like a really thin line to walk on like I mean I feel like it just makes you human you know like like it it just paints a more holistic like image of like who you are and I feel like it's kind of whack when people are like oh like don't talk about I I don't know I'm all for like talking about like stuff at work um and like opening up with coworkers obviously be tactful with like who you open up to like I definitely wouldn't like talk about this shit with my manager but like with like people my age like yeah why not like what are you doing this weekend I'm going on a hinge date with this person from high school <laughs> <This person. laughs> um yeah I mean why not yeah I mean I don't really have people my age at work like yeah. I kind of do yeah um and the people who are like I'm friends with they've actually come to my events cool. but like the <laughs> 
yeah. the ones who are like on my team are like a decent amount older and they just like they just want to hear a little spice of life they want to like vicariously live through me yeah, with my yeah. like partying and my dating and my <laughs> life but I'm also like this is work like let's like I'm not giving you everything oh my god I feel like my issue is like if I give them like a little slice of my life like it, it's automatically too much like as as you can tell like why do I feel that way with like my parents oh amen I never told my mom anything yet she somehow still knows everything I yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's actually true for your mom <laughs> she thinks I'm such a crackhead which I'm not I've never done crack <laughs> to clarify <laughs> because it needs clarification <laughs> Well, what, okay, well, what are you looking for? Because now we're at like an hour. Yeah. What are you kind of looking for? I know that you said that you're open. Are you looking to date? Are you looking for more experiences with women in the city? Like, yeah. are you looking, like, what do you want? Honestly, like all of the above. I think I'm just like looking to meet new people, um, like feel inspired by someone, um, meet someone who like does something completely different than I do. Meet someone who um, you want to build a roster. I, I, build- so I have a roster, but all of my players on the roster, I'm just kind of like I, I kind of just want to like like crumple up my roster and throw it in the bin for like someone or like some people. You're ready. You're ready to be in something more fulfilling. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like I don't know. I, I've definitely worked on myself a lot, like this winter and like throughout the past year um working on myself like what does that mean (laughs) what does that mean and therapy I've been in therapy and then therapy yoga I don't know I I think I'm just like ready to like open up my heart again I think that like I know that I do have the capacity to like love someone very deeply and like devote like a lot to someone and I think that that's like that takes a special type of person and I know that I have that I just kind of want to get that confidence back, mm-hmm. that like risk taking mentality back. Um, yeah, I'm ready. Springs around the corner. I mean, mm-hmm. we'll see. Yeah, springs around the corner. Yes. There are drinks first events aplenty. Yeah, like <laughs> you should definitely come. There's a there's a lot of opportunity. I think. Yeah. People, I think a lot of people are feeling that you're feeling mm-hmm. I think last summer was very much like hot girl summer like we're gonna be single we're Insane. gonna be like absolutely yeah. out there and that was so much fun but at the same time I think people now are kind of like especially as we get older are looking not necessarily to settle down but just like for things that are more fulfilling where do I find that like do I find that on hinge do I find it like I mean people can surprise you like I think the best way to meet people is through friends yeah like I've met some of the most interesting people like through friends of friends or like in similar spaces that like you like to occupy is probably like that doesn't necessarily mean like okay you're gonna meet the love of your life at Brooklyn Mirage (laughs) But like, I hope not. I don't know. Who knows? Like, maybe somebody yeah. comes to your event. Maybe somebody walks into the Google store one day and you just start talking to them. Like, yeah, you never know. And maybe that person's on Hinge. Maybe that person's on Bumble. It doesn't matter. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's like, how, it's not like, where do you meet someone? It's because you can meet people wherever. It's mm-hmm. like, what's your connection like with them? And how open are you to like communicating and like being op- like, I don't know, just like being with someone and like 
devoting yourself to a process of like actually dating and actually communicating and actually being in like healthy healthy practices like yeah I don't know (laughs) it's kind of fucking exhausting like dating it is it's tiring figuring out your schedule getting ready after work or going straight from work to a date yeah I mean and New York is the kind of place where it's like you're always busy you always have plans yeah like you have to carve out time like specifically Mm -hmm. to do something like going on a date Mm -hmm. so it's such it, it is like an active measure that you're taking to like put yourself out there and like experience someone but I don't know there's no there's no right or wrong answer in the way that like you meet somebody I I am gonna say though like maybe not a 45 year old dentist um (laughs) from her house in Brooklyn that's like probably a red flag to begin with when they lied about their age but (laughs) regardless we're like we're reaching time and so we end every episode with something called shots which are this or that questions Woo! so you ready ready okay early bird or night owl night owl work hard or play hard both dine out or delivery dine out laundry or dishes uh dishes tiktok or instagram tiktok money or fame money coke or pepsi coke spicy or mild spicy what's your favorite season Summer. Coffee date or drink date? Coffee date. What is your drink of choice? Mm, vodka Red Bull. <laughs> <laughs> what would you rate yourself out of 10? Rate myself out of 10? Mm-hmm. Like on looks, personality. Everything. Looks, I'm like a 7. Personality, fucking 11 out of 10. Great. <laughs> and if you had a boat, what would you name it? Oh my god. That is such a good fucking question. Maybe like Ernest? I don't know. (laughs) Okay, well thank you so much for being on. This was so fun. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much to our guest for talking with me today. If you're interested in matching with them, visit the link in bio on Instagram at drinks.first. Or if you don't have an Instagram, email us drinksfirstpodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to follow us on all of our socials for the latest updates, guest information, events, and other fun content. If you like this episode, please remember to rate, share, review on your podcast app. That helps us grow the most. I'm your host, Ariana Nathani. You can find me on Instagram at ariana.nathani and on TikTok at ariana.nathani. Be sure to check back next Tuesday for a new episode.